VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. The bricks on the road to Super Bowl 52 were laid down this week when the NFL pulled back the curtain and revealed its regular season schedule for 2017 to the entire world. What does the road look like for the Bears? And is it good or bad? All of this and so much more on the 2017 schedule release episode of the Chicago Bears Review. The long wait is over. We have known since, what, week 16 of the season last year who the Bears were going to be playing. Now we know when the Bears will be playing everybody and what the road to the Super Bowl in 2017 looks like for our beloved and everyone else, for that matter, in the NFL. What's going on, everybody? Larry D back for the week, for the week, for the week. What the hell? What am I talking about? For the 2017 schedule release episode of the Chicago Bears Review. And um, you know what? It is, it was, I should say, a a bitter, bitter sweet moment for that schedule to come out because it was already going to look tough or it was already looking tough because we had the NFC North or excuse me, well, of course we have the NFC North, but we have the AFC South and the AFC North as our divisional opponents this year. Philly on the road, San Francisco again at home. It just, um, you know, it, it was it was going to be a tough schedule to begin with. I mean, the entire NFC South, you got the defending NFC champs in Atlanta. Carolina could be looking at a bounce back year. The Saints are always dangerous because Drew Brees makes that offense dangerous and Tampa Bay is probably going to be one of those sexy playoff picks this year because of the way that they played in the second half of 2016 and then on the AFC North side you got uh, the defending division champ in Pittsburgh Baltimore is going to be coming back they're always solid Cincinnati um, I don't think they I don't think they made the playoffs last year but uh, you know first time they have made the playoffs in quite some time and you know they're looking to revamp and get back into it and then there's Cleveland who, yes, they're still the Browns, but with all that draft currency, they got a different regime running things now. You got to figure it's going to turn itself around eventually, and could this be the year that it begins? You know, because I think in the first 100 picks, they got like first 100 picks in the draft this week. They have like six picks, seven picks, something crazy like that. Two in the top 12, we know for a matter, for for a fact. So it's um, you never can tell what's going to happen with this uh with the NFL and then like you know Philly started out hot and petered out towards the end of the season San Francisco basically bought themselves a brand new team I mean they had over 100 million dollars in salary cap space and they signed a million free agents they have the number 2 overall pick in the draft and uh and so on so a lot of things could be different a week from now after the draft is over because now we'll know who basically who everybody is you know who everybody's got going into this thing that's the, this draft is the final piece now i know some pieces will be added and subtracted between the draft and the beginning of training camp at the end of july but for the most part once the players get picked this weekend 
that's basically the team you're going to battle with this summer. So uh, we'll have a much better um, indication or a better look at um, what the Bears are going to be putting on the field. All the mysteries will be solved. You know, will it be Jonathan Allen to help fortify the front seven and we go secondary in the later rounds? Will it be Jamal Adams and we try to figure out everything else in the second and beyond? Will the Bears trade down? There's been talk of that happening. And, um, you know, will, because I've also read a couple of scenarios just this just today, as a matter of fact, about the Browns possibly um, taking a quarterback with the first pick which would, you know, and maybe San Francisco apparently is in love with Deshaun Watson. Maybe they take him at two, which leaves who? Miles Garrett, the top pick in the draft, according to Scott Wright, sitting there for the Bears at number three. Do we resist temptation, uh, you know, and and pass over on the top pass rusher slash top prospect in the draft and go with more need with Allen or Adams? Or do we take this gift and run with it and then try to figure it out uh, in, in the rest of, with the rest of the draft, or, you know, then, then the bears might actually be in a, in a monumentous position to make a trade, you know, to trade down for someone who really wants to move up and get their hands on miles Garrett, because we could definitely use somebody else on the outside. Pernell McPhee, God bless him. He's dominant when he's healthy, but health has been a problem for him along with the rest of the team for that matter. But could you imagine miles Garrett on one side, Leonard Floyd on the other? You know, with the flashes that we saw from Floyd last year, uh, put Miles Garrett on the other end of that. That could be nasty. It really could. And um, one bit of news that I wanted to uh, share with you guys. Um, I might f- f- mess up his name, but um, a free agent just came open that the Bears were Jay Howard, I think was his name. Uh, a defensive tackle that... Um, the Bears were after last year. He elected to re-sign with Kansas City, but Kansas City just cut him uh, this week. So, I mean, that could uh, reopen the possibility of, you know, like that's our answer for passing on Jonathan Allen. You know, we we, we pass on Jonathan Allen because we signed this veteran uh, and we go ahead and we draft uh, Jamal uh, at number three. So it very much uh, could be what uh, lays the foundation to to go ahead and get Jamal Adams, who was my preferred pick, um, than it is to uh, to go with uh, Jonathan Allen. But, um, you know, it's like after talking to Scott Wright last week, he might, it, it makes too much sense, you know what I'm saying, to take Jonathan Allen at three because it will be easier to find secondary help in the second and third. This is an extremely deep secondary draft. So, you know, do we go ahead... And and pass on Adams will take Allen to fortify the front to 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 at least give more depth to the defensive line, which we are sorely lacking the last couple of years. Do we go ahead and do that and then see if one of those uh, other DBs can fall to us? You know, because we have we basically have a, a late first round pick with 36 is our second pick uh, in this draft, not in the 50s or the 60s like we would all prefer it to be. But, uh, you know, it's in the in the 30s, you know, the the first round ends at 32. We're picking again at 36. So it's a fringe first round pick that we got. So we're either going to get someone that fell out of the first round or somebody right there at the top uh, of the second, which also puts us at another advantageous position uh, for uh, trades, you know, to to pick up some uh, some extra picks and uh, see what kind of currency we can put together 
in the uh, in day two and three uh, of this uh, of this draft. So I'm real excited to see what's going to happen with the draft. But we're not here to talk about the draft. We are here to talk about the 2017 schedule. So I mean, it's uh, it's professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Interesting, uh, and it's ugly. So uh, let's go ahead and, and dive into this thing and take a look from top to bottom, the 2017 regular season schedule for our beloved. So the schedule came out on Thursday night, always a banner moment uh, for NFL fans uh, to find out what the, what their team's regular season path is going to look like in, in, uh, in the upcoming uh, season. Because like I said before, we've known since at least week 16, 15 maybe, what, we've known who the Bears were playing pretty much the entire offseason. Um, but now it's it's finally the mystery is solved when the Bears play who and, and all the rest of that kind of stuff and uh, the tale of the tape and, and, and you know, and what the what the road to the future uh, looks like for our beloved uh, Chicago Bears. And, um, you know, I got to be honest with you guys. It's not pretty. It uh, it really, really is not, especially considering the first eight games uh, of the year. Uh, they showed a fun little graphic. Um, showed a fun little graphic on the on the show, uh, the schedule release show that uh, the Bears have the fifth toughest strength of schedule for the first eight games uh, of the season. So um, so let's go ahead and dive uh, dive right into this. Uh, the first eight games of the season, we start at home against the Falcons, so we get the NFC champions right off the bat. Uh, then we're at Tampa Bay, home for the Steelers, at Green Bay on Thursday night football. Uh, so for the, I think they said like the 12th year in a row, uh, the Bears and the Packers play a primetime game. Uh, and for the seventh year in a row, it's in Green Bay. So fun. And week five is uh, home for Minnesota. Then we're at Baltimore, home for the Panthers, and then at the Saints. So that is the first eight games. So here's, in case you didn't catch on to that pattern, the first eight games are home, away, home, away, etc. Okay, we rotate back and forth, home, away, home, away, home, away, 
uh, for the first uh, eight games. We play the entire NFC South in those first eight games. As a matter of fact, we've got a nice little NFC South sandwich there uh, in the first eight games. Week one and two, home for Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Week seven and eight, home for Carolina at New Orleans. So we get the entire NFC South out of the way right off the bat in the first eight games. Uh, then the the middle part of uh, of our little uh, AFC, NFC South sandwich would be our two NFC AFC North opponents. We got Pittsburgh week three at home and Baltimore week six at uh, at Baltimore. And then right there in the middle, we have our two primetime national TV games right there in the center uh, of this AFC South AFC, excuse me, NFC South AFC North sandwich and dead set in the middle. The meat of that sandwich is at Green Bay uh, on Thursday night football. And then 11 days later on Monday night football, our only Monday night game of the year home for the Vikings. Now that worked out pretty well for the bears last year. The last time that we played the Vikings on, uh, on Monday night football, but uh, second matchup in Minnesota, that wasn't so pretty, but um, you know, only two division games in that first half of the schedule, that little NFC North sandwich there in the middle, uh, you know, home week four at green Bay week five home for the, for the Vikings on Monday night football. Um, the whole strength of schedule thing drops quite a bit uh, in the second half of the schedule. And that's because we have San Francisco and Cleveland in that second half, a team, two teams that combined for three wins uh, last year, two for the Niners, one for the, one for the Browns, you know, but uh, back to the first half of the schedule. For those of you that remember 2011 was the last time we played uh, the NFC South with Atlanta at home. And that's how we kicked off the 2011 season with a home game at, against the Atlanta Falcons. And we kicked the hell out of Atlanta uh, in that game. But keep in mind, this was a team that still had uh, Briggs and Erlacher, Peppers, Henry Melton, and Peanut Tillman, just to name a few. Not to mention, you know, with, uh, you know, Lovey as a head coach and so on and so forth. But uh, nonetheless, uh, my, basically what it's all going to come down to, folks, honestly, we will know all that we need to know about this team in the first four games of the season. We got two home games. We got two away games, including a short week for Thursday night football at green Bay uh, to close out that fourth week. We're home for Atlanta at Tampa Bay home for Pittsburgh. And then on three days rest, we got to play green Bay on the road uh, on Thursday night football. So it's pretty unforgiven right off the bat. We have three playoff teams and a team that's, that's going to be favored to make the playoffs this year in Tampa Bay with the way that they finished the second half last season, they kind of faltered there at the end, but they beat some good teams in the second half of their schedule. Uh, they pasted the bear. I mean, we talk, we go back to, to that game, you know, even Sander Phillips, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan was like, yeah, you guys are probably going to win this game. Cause we're awful. Just coming off an embarrassing Thursday night loss to the Falcons, uh, getting ready for that game. Uh, with the Bears and, you know, with the Bears taking a five and one team to the woodshed just before uh, just before the uh, just before our bye week, uh, it was looking good for the Bears to uh, to, to, you know, to steal a win uh, in Tampa Bay, get the second half off to us uh, to a good start. And then the game actually took place. And as uh, you know, as 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 Chris Berman from ESPN used to say, that's why they play the games. So because if it was just a paper matchup the bears would look like the better team just based on 
just based on their last two performances alone. You know, Tampa Bay's loss to, to, to Atlanta, the Bears' dominance over Minnesota on Monday night. You got to think Tampa Bay's ripe for the picking uh, in that game. And unfortunately, that is not what happened. Uh, we came apart at the seams uh, in that football game. And what a mess that uh, that turned out to be. So, but, uh, you know, like I said, the first quarter is as daunting as it's going to get. You know, home for Atlanta, at Tampa Bay, home for Pittsburgh, and then at Green Bay to close it out. Second quarter starts with our only Monday night game of the year. Like I said, home for Minnesota. Um, you know, we, we, it's... Then we're at Baltimore and at New Orleans, uh, week six and week eight. Um, Baltimore's not as notorious a place to be f- to be afraid of on the road, but uh, Baltimore's kind of rebounding from their from like back to back not so hot years, and then uh, you know they're kind of uh, they made some nice moves in the off season, um, and you know they always draft well, so they're probably going to be a position to make a move again in this division, especially with Cincinnati kind of on the ropes, not making the playoffs last year. Uh, Pittsburgh is up there, but uh, you know, Roethlisberger is getting up there in years. I mean, this is going to be year number 13 or 14 uh, for him. He was drafted in 04. So this would be year number 14 uh, for him. So it's, um, you know, there's only so much juice left in, in, uh, in big Ben and, um, you know, are they are they are they in win now mode? You know, try to finish up with Big Ben, or do they have an eye towards the uh, towards the future? So, but um, you know, Baltimore is is tough at home. We all know how tough New Orleans can be in the Superdome, um, and then of course in between there you got Minnesota at home, which is always a better game for the Bears. The whole Bears Vikings thing has always been a home and home thing. The pattern finally stuck last year with the Bears winning at home and losing at Minnesota. And then you got Carolina and they're really kind of the wild card this year, 15 and one in 2015. Um, what were they? Seven and nine, six and 10 or something like that. Uh, last year, they basically never, you know, they came out of the gates uh, losing that first game to Denver uh, on Thursday night or in the Super Bowl rematch. And they never really kind of got their composure back uh, last year, ended up finishing, I think third in the division behind uh, Tampa Bay. So, um, you know, they're looking to have a bounce back year. And historically, even though they don't have much of a history, they've only been in the league about 22 or 23 seasons now, but historically, uh, Carolina doesn't really string together bad seasons. You know, they don't, uh, put, uh, historically bad years, uh, together. So even like when John Fox was there, they would be NFC contenders one year and then, you know, bottom dwellers the next, but then right back the year after that, they're right back in your face once again. So is that pattern going to hold? Is Cam Newton going to be able to to right the ship with Chico Rivera there as a head coach and, uh, you know, turn things around? And, uh, you know, week seven, that's pretty deep into the season. Um, you know, they should have their 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 way pretty well established uh, at that point. So, you know, the first half of the schedule is doing us no favors. You know, even though we only have two division games, uh, like I said, the NFC South is going to be a tough division this year and you got the you know the two best teams in the north in the Steelers and the uh, Ravens um, uh, in there as well and then we got to go at Green Bay that's our first divisional game of the year and then hopefully we get a good win against Minnesota um, week number five so the second half of the schedule like I said takes a big dip in that whole uh, strength of schedule deal with the 49ers and the Browns uh, in there 
It starts with three out of four at home, ends with three out of four on the road. So the Bears got to make a move in that third quarter uh, of the season. So, um, you know, the the third quarter of the season starts with back-to-back NFC North home games. You got uh, home for Green Bay, home for Detroit. And that Week 11 game against Detroit is our first matchup against the Lions all season. We play in Week 11 at home and then Week 15 uh, on the road. And that's an NFL Network Saturday game. So that might actually be what we can call our third national TV game. Right now, you know, as far as the networks and everything are concerned, they're calling the the Thursday nighter and the Monday night game, which are back-to-back week four and week five. Those are the only, quote-unquote, national TV games that the Bears have uh, this year. Um, the Bears get to face our good buddy Alshon Jeffrey week number 12 at Philadelphia. So will he be healthy? Will he be suspended? Will, uh, you know, what's going on with Alshon, you know, should be interesting, but lucky for him, it's going to be in Philadelphia and not in Chicago. So he won't have to deal with too deep a chorus of blues. The booze, I should say the, uh, the bears do travel extremely well for an NFL team, but, uh, I don't know if there'll be enough of, uh, the blue and orange in, uh, you know, in the link to uh, have any kind of effect on him. Uh, one interesting thing that I saw the, uh, we play the 49ers again. That's one of our same place opponents, Philly and the San Francisco are back to back actually. So our same place opponents are back to back week 12, week 13 to close out the, the third quarter and that third quarter closing week 13 first weekend or first Sunday in in December is the 49ers in Chicago again. And I I bet third year in a row that this has happened now, I bet the 49ers would like to talk to the league office about that one. You know, the call would be like, you know what? If we got to play the bears three times in a row in Chicago, that's fine. That's the way the, the thing rolled out and then playing in, you know, finishing in the same spot. So they have to play each other uh, every year. But um, you know, first weekend in December, every single time this California team has to travel to the Midwest in December every single time that's probably something they're not too happy about but uh you know there it is to finish out the third quarter so we got green bay and detroit at home at philadelphia and then home for the 49ers to close out the third quarter of the schedule and then the fourth quarter is divided evenly between our two north divisions two with the afc north two with the nfc north we're at cincinnati at detroit for weeks 14 and 15 Our last home game is against the Cleveland Browns. And then for the third time in four years, we finished the schedule at Minnesota. So we finished there in 2014, something like that, 2014. And um, no, we finished there 2013. And then last year and the year before, uh, all in Minnesota. And I think 2014 was the year we finished at home against uh, the Lions or something like that. So um but nonetheless, it's the third time in four years the Bears are finishing the year off with the uh, with the Vikings. So we'll see what uh, what weight, if anything, that game will hold for either squad uh, at this point. So, but there you have it. You know, second half: Green Bay, Detroit at home, at Philadelphia, home for the Niners, at Cincinnati, at Detroit, home for Cleveland, at Minnesota is the second half uh, of the schedule. So. Um, you know, like I said, we're going to learn everything that we need to know about this team in the first four weeks. And I know that it's that's the, the first four weeks. It's still very early. There's a lot of football left to be played. But those first four games, it's 
you know, I mean, the last two years we started 0-3. And with this schedule, it's not out of the question. With the football team, and that's what makes this this so difficult, is that you're basically going based on what we have to go on from last year. And granted, last year we were not playing with a full deck because we were constantly injured, um, so on and so forth, not playing well, blah, 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 blah. It's a brand new season. You know, we got new personnel out there. We got a new mindset, so on and so forth. However, we got the defending NFC champs, a team that a lot of people are going to be looking to make a move for the playoffs this year, the defending AFC North champs, and our division rival and defending division champion in the first four weeks. So we got three playoff teams from a year ago and a fourth one that was nipping at the heels of the playoffs this last year and is expected to make that move this year. So that's as unforgiving as it gets. And based on the team we put on the field last year, would anyone here be surprised if we started 0-4 this year, you know, and the first time the Bears get to sniff victory is that home game week five against Minnesota on Monday night where the Vikings notoriously lose one game after another year after year. I mean, 2015 is the only exception. And, you know, before then, you got to go back to 2007 to get the last victory the Vikings had in Chicago. And they brought some pretty good teams to Chicago in between, you know, from 08 to to 2014, the Vikings brought some good football teams to Chicago only to be turned away with a loss each time. So, I mean, is that our very first logical point of a victory this year? That home game against the Vikings? You know, then we got Baltimore on the road. That's going to be tough. Home for Carolina. We don't know what we're going to get from the Panthers this year, but they're going to be tough regardless. And then we finish out the top half of the season. Uh, week eight on the road, week nine, which I've neglected to say is the bye week again this year. So right dead set in the middle. We got eight games before and eight games after the bye week. The Bears keep kind of lucking out on that. You know, they split the season right down the middle for the Bears uh, quite a few times. At least three out of the last four seasons, we got that week nine uh, bye. So, um, you know, like I said, it's in the second half is where it seems to lighten up a little bit. You know, even though we've we've got four division games in that second half, two of them at home with Green Bay and Detroit, starting off at home, as a matter of fact, with Green Bay and Detroit, and then Philly and San Francisco to close that third quarter. I mean, that's, like I said, that's the, the point in the schedule where we got to make a move. You know, if you guys remember in 2015, we kind of had that portion of the schedule in the third quarter of the season where I felt like, you know, the Bears could rattle off some victories here and, uh, you know, make some headway. And then we I think we lost them all except for except for one or something like that. It was a pretty brutal, uh, pretty brutal to watch it all go down. You know, I think we were like four and six at one point entering a portion of the schedule where the Bears would, you know, would have a good chance to win football games. And I think we won one of those four. So it was uh, it was a mess. But, uh, you know, that third quarter is where we're going to have to look to make a move or regain some ground there and then the fourth quarter really the only game that quote-unquote scares me or worries me in the fourth quarter is that road game at Cincinnati Um, the Bengals are notoriously tough uh, at home and you know the rest of the, the last three games at Detroit home for the Browns at Minnesota you know we got two division games and then last year's worst team uh in football so you know, those last three games don't really aren't that daunting. The Bears are going to have a shot in all three of those games Two, you know, the, the Vikings and the, and the Lions, because those are division games. Those are going to be tough no matter what. And then the Browns 
it's the freaking Browns. So we should have a shot no matter what. We're playing the Browns, uh, you know, as it goes uh, right now. So, you know, I, I think I like our chances in the second half of the schedule. So, you know, basically it breaks down like this. Think of the Bears as a fighter, you know, boxer, MMA, whatever your choice uh, may be. All we want to do is weather the early storm, those first eight games. We want to get out of that first eight games. I would say optimistically, three and five, four and four, I would throw a parade for four and four, okay? We might be able to go on a run in the second half, you know? Um, but basically, we're, we're, we're a fighter. We're a boxer, MMA, whatever. All we're trying to do is weather that early storm for a chance to try to make a move in the later rounds, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, while the rest of the league is sleeping, they don't uh, see the bears go on a three or four game win streak in the second half uh, of the schedule to try to at least nip the heels of the playoffs before fading out or anything like that. Because once we get past green Bay week, number 10, the bears have a good shot in the rest of those games, except for that Cincinnati game. Just looking at this, you know, I give the Bears at least a 50-50 shot against Detroit, Philly, San Francisco. Then we got Detroit again, Cleveland, and then we always play poorly on the road at Minnesota. But again, a division game, so it's familiarity. We played them once already. We got a good shot to win those games. Really, the only ones that scare me are, are Cincinnati and Green Bay in the second half, and Green Bay's at home. So not that that's mattered for about a decade. Can't remember the last time the Bears won a game in Chicago against the Packers. We've had our chances the last few years, that's for sure, but uh, we've always managed to uh, come up short. But again, another divisional game. We always play the Packers tough. You know, even with the squad we put on the field last year, we almost caught the Packers with their pants down. If the Bears win that game, the Packers don't make the playoffs, period. They don't make the playoffs. Detroit wins the division and runs away with it. Um, you know, but... Um, you know, I, I think that we could make a run. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Bears are going to go 10 and 6 or make some ridiculous uh, prediction like that. Like right now, I'm hoping for 6 and 10, 7 and 9 uh, this year with, with most of those victories coming in the second half uh, of the season. So I would say realistically, maybe 3 and 5, 2 and 6 in the first half of the season. And then the second half, you know, hopefully we can get a. Uh, a five and three, four and four split in those last four games. And that's how we get to, you know, our six and 10, seven and nine um, season. So, I mean, they're going to have to prove me wrong this time. They are um, with what we had to endure last season and how they played and, and, you know, the injuries that we saw and all that kind of stuff. It, it's going to take a lot. Uh, it's going to take a lot to, to, to have the, the faith that this could be a playoff team. So I think we still might be a year or two away. And here's the problem. Um, I saw a schedule analysis after it came out that had the bears finishing at three and 13 again. They'd, I didn't read it in its entirety to see where they thought those victories were going to be. But um, you know, two things that I get from that one, God help us all. If we have to suffer through another three and 13 season last year was an incredibly long year. It really was. It was It was hard to be optimistic and it was hard to have a positive attitude going into those games on Sunday, knowing what we were putting on the field uh, out there. And then number two, if that happens, 2018 will be an all-out reboot, uh, you know, for the, for the front office. 
we'll have a new coach, we'll have a new GM, no matter how well the younger players are playing. Because I've said for the last year or so that, um, you know, I think that uh, with how well the young guys have been playing so far, Pace has had two really good drafts. And he's got a chance for another one this year. Um, if we finish three and thirteen, that's not going to matter. You know, I, I, I've always kind of been of the mindset that, um, you know, possibly that Ryan Pace's job could be saved because of Jordan Howard and Cody Whitehair and Leonard Floyd and Eddie Goldman and Adrian Amos and you know so on and so forth, and uh, possibly by guys like Jamal Adams or Jonathan Allen or you know whoever it is the Bears managed to pick up this weekend uh, in the draft. But uh, if we finish three and thirteen. Management's not going to care, you know. They'll 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 toss them all out, and we'll start over again next year with a new coach, new GM, and uh, you know, if we're three and thirteen, we're probably picking in the top five again. You know, probably looking to make a move for a franchise quarterback, and uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But um, I think six and ten, seven and nine, uh, mostly because I think a lot of our victories can come in that second half of the season, which again. Uh, that could also save everyone's job um, if they survive. That is because if if the first half of the schedule goes anywhere close to how I think it might, uh, John Fox might not survive the first half of the schedule. I mean, if we start zero and four, he might lose his job. Then, you know, based on how we finished the year last year, um, you know, if we start zero and four, which is entirely possible, guys, it really is. Um, if we start zero and four, I I shudder to think of the chances because we've because you also got to think uh, week four is that Thursday night game. So granted, we have a short week between three and four. but We've got 11 days from Green Bay until we play Minnesota week five on Monday night football. That's, you know, a good stretch of time for, say, Vic Fangio, our defensive coordinator, to be our interim head coach and take the team forward uh, from there. So we've got all those fun scenarios to play with this year those what ifs you know if the bears come out and and you know drop a turd in the first first quarter of the season we're staring at 0 and 4 um this year um you know john fox might not survive that so and then you know depending on how the year finishes out then we've got a whole lot of other interesting questions cuz like i said the second half lends itself well to the bears making some moves 4 and 4 5 and 3 and if we do that you know, do we reward whoever is in charge at the end if we're still six and ten or seven and nine? If we finish on a five and three stretch, or do we just say, you know what, the potential is enough? We're going to bring somebody else in to see if they can do better. You guys have a good one, kind of thing. So we will have to wait and see how that all turns out. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, you know, in twenty twenty seventeen is. Um, it's going to be an interesting year, uh, no matter what. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, we'll we'll have a better picture of it all a week from now, you know, because it's Sunday night right now. A week from now, we will have made all of our choices and most likely signed most, if not all, of our college free agents uh, at that point, which is when we'll be back uh, to talk about the draft choices. We'll have Scott right back on the show to to analyze the picks and and what he thinks of the Bears and what they did. Uh, this season and, um, you know, this draft period, I should say, how he thinks it's all going to, you know, churn out. And how did the draft unfold? Did it go Miles Garrett one, Solomon Thomas at two, and then the Bears with Allen or Adams at three and so on and so forth? 
or did we all get thrown curveballs by the by the Browns and the Niners who took quarterbacks at one and two and the Bears had their choice of Adams, Allen, Thomas, or Garrett at number three. So we'll have to uh, wait and see. The Bears are going to trade down. They're going to stay at three. It's exciting to think about. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. And I promise I'm going to stop saying wait and see. So we'll wait and see what happens <laughs> this this weekend. And uh, we will have Scott Wright back on the show possibly as soon as Monday uh, or Tuesday. Uh, the schedules between us are very open uh, at this point. So I'll try to get them on, on, on Sunday, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to want to wait until we get our college free agents, uh, in there. Cause we always seem to find a gem or two, you know, we found a Bryce Callahan a couple years ago last year was, uh, like, a Cravon LeBlanc and, you know, something like that, that we'll be able to find from that, uh, free agent pool uh, of undrafted guys. So once the bears set their, uh, their, uh, college of free agents, then we'll be back with our NFL draft review and um, we'll go forward from there because then it'll be uh, a few weeks, maybe a month at the most before we start having our opponent preview shows. You know, we got the NFC South and the AFC North, uh, some new faces and some new voices, I guess, for you. And, um, you know, people that we bringing in from either SB Nation or 24-7 Sports, anybody we can get on the show that wants to talk about their team and how they think they're going to turn turn out in 2017. And, uh, you know, our same place opponents, Philly and San Francisco, and, of course, our friends from SB Nation and the NFC North shows and uh, Chris Gates, Jeremy Reisman, and uh, Evan Western. So always love having those guys on the show. Despite their allegiances, they're good guys, and I like talking to them. So... Uh, We got that to look forward to probably around Memorial Day throughout June and July. We'll be putting those shows out and uh, getting ready for training camp and the beginning of the 2017 season. So uh, keep your eyes uh, peeled uh, for the draft review show. Uh, Could be as early as Sunday or as late as midweek next week once we get uh, once we get those uh, picks and everything signed and then once Scott Wright and I can uh, get our schedules aligned to uh, to have our conversation so keep your eyes peeled for the uh, Facebook page uh, just search Chicago Bears Review on Facebook or find me at Shy Bears Review uh, on Twitter so that is going to do it for the 2017 schedule release show until next time my name is Larry D and this has been the Chicago Bears Review Jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.